0: hey y'all welcome to the girlfriend's guide to sports podcast my name is claire coles and this is your weekly update it's monday september 13th let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports so first of all thanks for bearing with me obviously this did not come out on monday Because I have had a concussion, so um, I've actually had to do this in a couple of pieces on a couple of days as I'm not supposed to look at any screens, which is really hard in today's day and age. So thank you for bearing with me. We'll be going over baseball, college football, NFL, some golf, and Major League Tennis. One of the most famous New York Yankees, Derek Jeter, is now officially in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted over the past weekend and in typical Jeter fashion in his number two jersey. His speech was appreciative and funny as he poked fun at the fact that he was not unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame by one person. And I think we all know what area of the country that originated from, (coughs) Boston. It was quite hilarious and very much deserved. He Played only for the New York Yankees, was a 14-time All-Star, had 3,465 hits, which is the most, sixth most in the MLB history, and won five World Series. It's also fitting that we're going to stick to New York for this past weekend. It was obviously the 20th anniversary of the attack of 9-11, and even more fittingly, the Battle of New York baseball game happened this weekend between the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees won game one on Saturday, but the Mets came back to win on Sunday. Overall, this means that the Mets won the regular season matchups between the two teams 4-2. to two. This was also extra sweet for the Mets as they dropped the Yankees out of playoff position. All right, college football. Week two was not supposed to be as exciting as week one, but it turned out there were plenty of things that exceeded expectations. Even though they are not ranked, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Florida State. They suffered their first loss to an FCS team ever, losing to Jacksonville State in the final play of the game. Add insult to injury. The reason why this is such a big deal when a Power Five team loses to an FCS team is the FCS teams actually get paid to come to Power Five stadiums and play. So Jacksonville State actually made about $400,000 just for playing in the game and then they won. So <laughs> kind of insult to injury for the Seminoles. In what I think was a surprise to everyone. Number 12, Oregon, went to Columbus to play number three, Ohio State, and won without their best player. So that just pretty much shoots Ohio State's college football playoff hopes, but majorly improves the Pac-12 as they they now have Oregon and UCLA in fighting position. To clarify, this actually doesn't completely mess up Ohio State's college football playoff hopes, but it certainly damages it. Arkansas, frankly, kicked Texas's butt since this is a sense. I don't want to put censored on this podcast. They won 40 to 21 against the number 15 team in the nation. And frankly, it wasn't close. Texas had their quarterback card in and they eventually did replace him with Thompson. Thompson looked much better, in my opinion. And who knows who'll be starting the rest of the games. And in what was the game day game of the week, Iowa beat number nine Iowa State in the battle for the state of Iowa. And even though Iowa State was favored, I'm going to go ahead and say that I went ahead and put money on this on Iowa and made my money. So (laughs) not super surprised there, but it would have been nice if Iowa State could pull it out. Big 12 newcomer BYU also snapped a nine-time losing streak to number 21, Utah. In other news, that's not just game day results. The Big 12 has voted to accept Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU into the conference after Oklahoma and Texas left to join the SEC. BYU will actually join the conference for the 2023 season, and the other three will join in the 2024 season, OU and Texas are scheduled to leave for 2025, so we'll all see if that works out that way, but that is right now the years that they are supposed to join and leave. It was week one for the NFL, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, which was the last game of last year, and they won the season opener this year against the Cowboys. However, they barely won 31-29, and they scored a last-minute field goal to do so. Dallas Cowboys QB Dak Prescott played his first game since that terrible injury last year, and he looked great. He threw for 403 yards, but just couldn't get it done. On the other hand, running back Ezekiel Elliott had the third fewest carries in his career, only running 33 yards. That did not help me on my fantasy football team. Some of the other results that you need to know about is the Packers flat out got destroyed by the New Orleans Saints, 38 to 3. The Saints obviously had a huge reason for playing, being their city decimated by Hurricane Ida. But man, those Packers and Aaron Rodgers was benched after going 15 of 28 for only 133 yards and through two interceptions. The Packers, the reason why this is such a big deal is the Packers won 13 games straight last season, so this being a shock is an understatement. Also, the New Orleans Saints, this is their first year without Drew Brees, and Jameis Winston was the starting quarterback for this game. Obviously a working combo so far. Sticking with new QBs, the Texans and their new QB Tyrod Taylor got their first W, Remember, they didn't have a lot of those last year against the Jaguars, winning 37 to 21. The Jaguars also have a new QB in Clemson's Trevor Lawrence with their new head coach, Urban Meyer. Don't overreact. It's game one. But still, Texans were up big by the end of the first half, 27 to 7. The Washington football team was just kind of a dumpster fire. (laughs) They not only lost the game to the Chargers, but their QB Matt Fitzpatrick went out after just 20 minutes with a leg injury and a pipe burst in their stadium covering their fans with what ended up being rainwater, not sewage water, as was originally reported. (laughs) Moving along to golf, the Ryder Cup teams are officially set. Team USA and Team Europe have made their captain's picks. So those teams are ready to go and we will see the Ryder Cup next week. I'm not going to list off everyone on the Ryder Cup teams. If you want to see the team list, go to the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. Going back to New York for the U.S. Open competed this weekend and ended. This is the final Grand Slam event of the year for tennis and we saw two new Grand Slam champions. It was an all-teenage final for the women with Emma Raducanu for Great Britain and Canada's Leila Fernandez. Ultimately, Emma Raducanu won in straight sets, even got a note from the Queen congratulating her, and she is the first England English woman to win a Grand Slam since 1977. She is also the first to qualify for the tournament and then go on to win the entire thing. She was actually the first one to make the final, being a qualifier, and then she won. So (laughs) pretty much no better result than that. Novak Djokovic was just one win short of the calendar slam. However, Russian Daniel Medvedev handed Novak his Grand Slam loss in straight sets, all three with a 6-4 score. This is Medvedev's first major victory. He won 20 of his first 23 services and had 16 aces by the end of the match. All right, that concludes what went on this past week, and now let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week. In the world of college football, week three looks to have some good ones. Oklahoma plays Nebraska. It doesn't promise to be a good game, but it's called the game of the century, as those two teams used to own college football. They were frequently both in the top five and ruined many national championship runs for each other. Auburn plays Penn State this week as the one of the best top 25 matchups, and that is who will be going to college game day. Watch out for the wideout. I have in my upset watch, I have Penn State, who plays Auburn. I have number 24, Miami, and number 15, VTech. I also feel like I probably should put Notre Dame in here because eventually they're going to lose one of these close games, but I'll refrain this week. Alabama also plays Florida in one of the better matchups of the weekend. However, I don't actually think it's going to be close. I think Alabama will win a big time. Thursday night football for NFL sees the New York Giants at Washington at 7.20 on NBC. And we end the weekend on Monday night football with the Lions at the Packers. Let's see if they can bounce back at 7.15 on ESPN. The PGA Tour returns for the 2021-2022 season, starting with the Fortinet Championship. This is competed on the West Coast, so they it will be broadcast Thursday through Sunday, but it won't start until 5 p.m. on Golf Channel. There are also plenty of baseball games on TV, as well as soccer games this weekend. However, I did want to keep this short, so that's pretty much what I've got for this week. Thanks for listening and bearing with me while I had to delay the, the podcast releasing, but thanks for tuning in. And if you want any other further details, check out the girlfriend's Guide to sports.com. See you next week.